Welcome to You Might Relate, a podcast where we take relationships and mental health to the next level. I am Stacy Heaps, a licensed clinical social worker, and I have been practicing therapy for the last 15 years. There are counseling concepts and stories that I am excited to share. When we know better, we do better. Together, let's get to a place of radical acceptance of where we are while improving relationships and tackling life's transitions, one therapy concept and one story at a time. So let's get started to see if you relate. Hello, how are you today? I am so glad you're here. Welcome to You Might Relate. Today, I have been completely overwhelmed and I also wanted to get an episode out. And so here I am. I'm going to talk about the mental load women carry and how we can effectively manage and share it without getting aggressive or being depressed. Because that's sometimes what happens is we can either kind of get aggressive with our demands or we feel like no one's listening to us. So we just kind of pull inward and get depressed, right? So not today. Today, we are going to talk about it and just bring it out in the open. Well, first of all, let's talk about who is making sourdough bread these days. Anybody? I know that a lot of you started making sourdough bread over 2020 when we were quarantining, but I did not jump on that bandwagon until just recently, and I am loving it. Love loving it. Okay, but let's talk about the mental load women carry, because this concept refers to the invisible burden of tasks. And tasks can be responsibilities, and it's the emotional labor that doesn't 100% always fall on women, but I can safely say that predominantly falls on women, right? This can be it predominantly falls on us in our households, but also in other places because we tend to be socialized as women to take on the role of being caretakers and planners and just knowing what to do, which can just lead to this, I want to say, unfair distribution of the mental load. And over time, this imbalance can result in significant stress and feelings of being perpetually overwhelmed. And this is where I see women come into the office is because I think they feel like there's something wrong with them because they're overwhelmed and they don't have a name for it. Here's one. Why am I so bothered that my husband cannot put or doesn't put on the dog collars, those training dog collars in the morning before he leaves for work? So that's one less thing that I have to do. When I get up with the kids and then we can go for our walk and we can do all the things with the dogs that day. There is a podcast that I did early on about systems and I talk about how sometimes it's a system problem, not a person problem. And so I encourage you, if you haven't, go listen to that, but this still applies. So also listen to this one. Anyway, it is essential to address this issue because it does have an impact on women's mental health and overall well-being and this constant juggling of responsibilities. And at the same time, we don't receive recognition or a thank you for that labor. 
And so even though this example of putting on the dog collars in the morning, that seems like such an insignificant thing for this particular woman. But for her, it would mean the world to her. And when we don't get some of the help that we're asking for with that mental load, then it really can lead to frustration, resentment, and just this exhausting, never-ending list of obligations. And if men are listening, men, this will not get you more loving if your wife is feeling so much of this mental load. She might not even have words to describe it to you, but I want to describe it to you. This is for the women and this is for the men. So let's just kind of talk. And I know this is not going to be an exhaustive or all-encompassing list, but let's just, I'm just going to go through and list a few that I have come up with. The number one thing for me that's always on my mind is food. What am I going to feed the kids and myself and everyone for breakfast, lunch, dinner? What are the snacks going to be? And meal planning all those what goes in the crock pot? What am I cooking? How, what time do I need to cook that? What time do I need to start cooking that? And who has certain diet restrictions? We can't put that certain ingredient in this. And are we having this well-balanced diet? Is there a fruit, vegetable, protein, starch? You know, you're just all of that. That's a lot. So there's one thing. The next one is household management. We take on the responsibility of just about everything. <laughs> Just kidding. So household and organization and cleaning. So we bear the mental load of keeping the house organized and clean, usually. Now, obviously, there are going to be exceptions to because as I'm saying this, I'm like, I know certain men, and they are the ones that keep the house clean. So I'm just saying this as a general stereotypical thing. And so maybe, you know, this could be possible that the men are the ones that have the mental load and the women are off working. So just keep in mind that this is just general. Anyway, okay, so back to household organization and cleaning. So a lot of times women often bear the mental load of keeping the house organized and clean, deciding what needs to be cleaned, when it needs to be cleaned, and delegating those tasks to everyone else or just doing them herself. Sometimes we want to say to our kids and our spouses, can you not see what needs to be done? Can you see that's dusty over there? Can you see that the counters need to be wiped? No, we oftentimes have to delegate that. Okay, so the next one would be child care and scheduling. Women often manage the schedules and activities of our kids, including organizing play dates or extracurricular activities, the lessons, the dance, the music, but all the school events, the awards that they get, and who's taking care of who, the babysitters if we want to go on a date, that kind of thing, and getting everyone there on time. Okay, the next one is managing family finances. So maybe the woman frequently will take on the responsibility of managing, budgeting, paying bills, tracking expenses, saving for future needs. And in my case, I'm the one that set up the meeting with our financial advisor. And so who's scheduling all that? Who goes to get the checks if there needs to be a 
certified check or you need to call the bank for something or this is another thing. Let's look through the, to find that one document. Where is that? Oh yeah, I have it. And their filing cabinet under this, I know where that is, right? So that's mental load right there. How about elderly care, caring for aging parents, organizing their medical appointments and arranging assistance and providing emotional support for them and calling them and being there for them. If you are within the age range of 35 to 55 or 60, you probably have aging parents and feel a responsibility and should feel a responsibility to care for our loving, wonderful parents. Okay, this is another one. Home maintenance and repairs. We tend to be responsible for identifying and coordinating all those kind of things, getting the contractors here with repairs, or sometimes, you know, we try to fix it ourselves or ask our spouse to fix it. But if it doesn't get done, then it kind of falls on us sometimes to call the right person to get it done, right? How about relationship management? Remembering those important dates, the birthdays, the anniversaries, Christmas, Valentine's, all those kind of things. Are you doing something special? Who's doing that something special? You know, initiating and maintaining connections and making those phone calls and all the special events and who's bringing what. How about health and well-being management? That's when we are making those appointments and calling in for the prescriptions, picking up the prescriptions, making sure that prescriptions are correct, and the speech therapist and whoever else, physical therapy. Yes, physical therapy, occupational therapy. We've done all the therapies over here. It's funny when I tell people I'm a therapist, they're like, well, what kind of therapist? I'm like, oh yeah, because there's so many different kinds of therapy nowadays. But I feel like if I was a physical therapist, I would say physical therapist. If I say therapist, I'm just a mental health therapist, right? But some people are like, oh, are you a speech therapist? Are you a physical therapist? Are you occupational therapist? Anyway. Okay. So we take care of all the doctors and orthodontists and stuff like that. Education. We take on the task often enough to make sure that our kids are doing their homework they're doing their book reports, the science fair, that they're getting into the right schools, the, you know, we coordinate, we're the PTA, we are the volunteers at the school, we're the ones that go to parent-teacher conference often. So that's a lot, right? And it's not that just we go there, but it's all the preparation to getting there and the scheduling and all that. How about taking care of the pets? I was talking with a friend the other day and we were talking about someone else whose pet died and we both were like, oh man, we love our pets. But if they were to pass away, I think we're done with the pet thing because whose job is it always to take care of the pets? It's the woman's job. It's the mama's job, usually. So... Yeah, we're the ones that make the vet appointments and the vaccines and get the boarding when they need boarding, give them the baths and get them all their comfortable, fun toys and comfortable bedding and all that kind of stuff, right? How about just home decor and aesthetics? It's the maintaining. I just set up all the Halloween decor. Now, this is where the men are going to say, well, we don't care about that. <laughs> and that is true. 
So this is the part where we say, well, yeah, we want it. So then we are doing it. But does it go unnoticed? Is it appreciated? You know, how about just family communication in general? We as women often serve as the primary point of contact for family communication with our family that we grew ourselves and also with the extended family. And this is just keeping in contact with text threads or keeping everyone up to date and being a bridge between family members. And of course, get back again, planning events and making sure everyone's taken care of and remembering birthdays and all that kind of fun stuff. Oh my goodness. And then how about just managing our own personal care and grooming for ourselves? That can feel like a task in and of itself. No one makes hair appointments for me or my other appointments. I make them for myself, right? Don't you guys? But sometimes we're so concerned and caught up in making those appointments for everyone else that we forget that we need them too. I know that's not an exhaustive, all-encompassing list, but is a pretty good start. And I think when these invisible, and when I say invisible, it's not like people can't see that they get done, but it's just that they do get done and they're kind of just expected to get done. And there's not a lot of, not a lot of gratitude. I do dare say so myself. And so it can take a toll on a woman's mental and emotional well-being. And that's okay because, I mean, we do take things for granted that are just done for us, right? However, it just feels sometimes like it is invisible work. And now if you are a completely stay-at-home mom and this is how you want it to be and you prefer it to be that way, please don't change it. I am just saying that sometimes the women that come in do find themselves overwhelmed. And a lot of times it's because women go back to work after a little while, but then they still carry on the work that they were doing at home. And so now they're having double work. And, you know, in my case, so I've always worked, but it was very minimal when my kids were little. It was on Wednesdays from five to eight. And that's it. And so I was okay to do all the mental load because I was the one that was home more and I could manage it all. But then when I went back to work, well, not back, but when I went to work and worked more, I was a scatterbrain and I felt like I was going crazy. And so that's when I had to have a come to Jesus with my husband. And I say that with, it was a very thoughtful, it was lots of conversations and very thoughtful. It wasn't, you know, accusatory. It was just a rebalancing of our roles that we had prior to me going back to work. And we're honestly still balancing because as our kids get older and even, and I don't know if I mentioned this, but just the emotional care that our kids need sometimes that gets put on us. And sometimes I say, I am emotionally drained. I need you to step in right now and take over this conversation or take over this aspect of this child. And so it really is just the communication and the reconfiguring of the roles that you have. If you're someone 
that wants to do that. And for whatever reason, it, whether it's too much and you are a stay-at-home mom or whether you've gone back to work or maybe his hours are less or whatever, just make sure that it feels equitable and doable and not so overwhelming for either one of you. It's important to recognize that the goal is not to eliminate these tasks. I know that my husband would be like, just don't decorate for Halloween. <laughs> That's the way to get rid of that one. But to distribute them fairly so that everyone in the family can lead more balanced and less stressful lives. And I realize that while I'm saying that, that is again a mental load to sit down and write down everything that we do and then say, okay, it's my job to distribute all these to everyone else. But that is the way to do it. I know that it's adding to the mental load, but also sometimes we just have to do it. We have to have open and honest communication. That is the foundation for change. We can't expect change if we never communicate what we want to have changed. So we have to initiate, and this is important right here, a thoughtful and open conversation with your partner or family members. And you're going to express your feelings and concerns and emphasize your desire for a more equitable distribution of responsibilities. Now, it's important to approach this conversation without blame, without accusation, because what happens if you blame or accuse? Is anyone going to want to help you? No, but it can be a collaborative effort to enhance the quality of life for everyone. Everyone can learn how to do something new. Delegate and share. So we want to start by making a detailed list of the tasks and responsibility that you typically handle and identify which ones can be delegated or which ones you would like to be delegated. So I know that there are tasks that I don't want to delegate. So then I can't complain that it's my mental load, right? But the ones that I can, in fact, so recently I have asked my loving, wonderful spouse if one of the things he could take on is one of the kids' orthodontist appointments. So I, I called the place and I, of course, this is me calling to start it off though. But then from here on out, it's not my responsibility. So, and this was agreed upon and it wasn't done in a blaming, you don't ever help with the orthodontist appointments. It was just more, would this be okay with you if you took on this kid's orthodontist? We are going to have four kids in braces at the same time or some, or Invisalign or a retainer or something, some kind of mouth piece in their mouth all at the same time. And those appointments get to be a lot when you have four kids going plus your own stuff. So anyway, I asked him if he could do one of the kids and he said, of course, I would love to. And so now all I called them and they are going to reroute all the reminders to his text and he gets to deal with the payments or he gets to deal with all the appointments and all the decisions that go with that. And I am so happy to be relieved of that. Okay. So that's delegate and share setting realistic expectations. Well, let me go back to delegating and sharing. So for meal planning, and this is said in this other episode, I had this husband come in and say, I am, I just don't like that my wife doesn't have any good food for us to eat at night. And 
she just does a terrible job. And I thought, but what are you doing to help her or to support her? Or is that something that you could just take on yourself and then you don't have to complain? So sometimes we're not, there's one task that usually we hate to do. In fact, I usually ask that question. I haven't been consistent in it, but I ask people that question. What is the worst chore that you hate doing? And for some reason, everyone says laundry. I don't know why they don't say bathrooms. But anyway, so we need to ask for input and ask how we can share the tasks. So for the meal planning one, that was one that I didn't particularly love either. And I didn't like the grocery shopping at all. So that's something that we would meal plan together on Saturdays. And then my husband would go grocery shopping and everyone kind of puts in their two cents on what they would like for dinner. So it works out. Okay, the next one is set realistic expectations. This is so fundamental in managing the mental load is making sure that you are not setting too high of expectations for yourself or more likely setting too high of expectations for those around you. Understand that you don't have to do it all and it is okay to ask for help or assign it to somebody And also prioritize the tasks based on urgency and importance and letting go of perfectionism. Not everything has to be done flawlessly. This was something big for me now because I have a lot of you women out there that are saying, well, I would let him clean the counters, but I don't like how he cleans the counters. Or I can't let him do anything because he can't clean the bathroom or this isn't always husbands. This could be your kid or this could be someone else. But you don't want to let go because you want it done the right way or the way you want to have it done. And so you'd rather have it be perfect and have you be overwhelmed than let it not be perfect and have you just kind of ease up a little bit. Now, this is where I would want you to have an open heart and ask if you're a perfectionist, this is what I want you to do. And if you're not a perfectionist, but especially the perfectionist here. I want you to ask your loved ones, what is the feeling in the home when we're cleaning together? Are you stressed out? Do you feel calm around me? What is the tone that I'm creating in the home for everyone else? Because sometimes moms, we are perfectionists and then we lose connection with our kids and our spouse because we're wanting things a certain way. And we really think it's reasonable for us to ask it to be done in a certain way. But then we're losing connection. And so there's been, oh my goodness, I just, I've heard really sad stories where kids are doing their best to, you know, clean their bathroom or to do something that their mom asked them to do. And then the mom comes in and says, this isn't good enough. And then it just kind of deflates and makes them not want to do anything. And then they kind of can get this anxiety or this tension in their body. So when, whenever we're cleaning or, and they can pass that perfectionism down to their kids. And so remember, we're just going to do our best and it's okay if it's not done perfect. Trust me when I say that, that is really hard for me to, I am a recovering things have to be perfect kind of person. And I tell you, I am a lot happier when things don't have to be perfect. And my family is too. So ask your family, how do you feel when I'm asking you to do something? Do you feel 
like we're connecting? Do you feel like you're helping? Are you proud of your work or are you scared of me? Or are you feeling like I'm going to jump down your throat because you didn't do it right? Just ask them and be ready to hear the answer. And don't take the answer as you're a bad mom. Just take the answer as, okay, I'm going to learn from this and do better. That's all. You don't have to make it mean anything about you. The fact that you would ask means a lot about you. Okay. I'm just going off on a tangent. We really do need it. I know self-care is such a buzzword, but we are so busy and it can be easy to forget about taking care of ourselves and maintaining and doing things that rejuvenate us. So whether it's a hobby, regular exercise, or a quiet moment of relaxation, make sure that you're nurturing yourself and you'll feel so much better and more equipped to handle all this mental load that we're talking about, but also you'll be able to delegate and like we said, not have to be such a perfectionist. If you are taking care of your own needs, then other people don't have to. Do you see that? But when you're not taking care of your needs, then you kind of get witchy to everyone around you because you want your needs to be taken care of, but you want them to do it. And that's not fair. So take care of yourself. You're a big girl. Put your big girl pants on and take care of yourself. (laughs) And then, of course, we need to seek professional help. If you find that the mental load is causing you significant distress and having a negative impact on your mental health, do not hesitate to seek professional support. Therapists and counselors, we are trained to provide effective strategies to help manage that stress and guide you through the process of, you know, navigating your thoughts and emotions. So in conclusion, mental load is a substantial issue that affects so many women, but it is not insurmountable. And by fostering open communication, sharing responsibilities, setting attainable expectations, and embracing self-care, and when necessary, seek professional guidance, we can effectively manage and share the mental load without succumbing, succumbing to the pitfalls of aggression or depression. And since that rhymes, I feel like I should make a rhyme about it, aggression or depression. And remember, you deserve support and understanding, and you deserve a life that is balanced and fulfilling. And for the men who happen to listen to this whole entire podcast, thank you. But if you would like a little more attention, if you know what I mean, then ask your woman, where is my blind spot when it comes to your mental load? And how can I relieve you of that? Let's talk about it. And I promise you that conversation, as long as you're not defensive, cannot go wrong. That's such a good question. And that is what I have for you today. Your mental health is of utmost importance. So take control. Today is your day. You're in charge of you. And we'll see you next time. Thanks for being here. Thank you for joining me today on You Might Relate. I hope this topic brought understanding and insight. And if you can relate to something in today's episode, subscribe and leave a review. I would love, love, love to hear your thoughts. Also, you can find me on Facebook and Instagram at You Might Relate Podcast. And be sure to share this episode with your friends. The more understanding we create, the better we are as humans. You are in charge of your day, so go make it a good one. Catch you next time.